Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, Alistair, I just wanted to let you all know that um, I was on an episode of Do Go On on the cloaca, whacker for, for cloaca. So, and my name is Alistair Trombley Birchall. All right, Andy, let's get into the episode. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to this, the penultimate episode of Two at the Thick Tank. Do you think that would be good? I don't know if that would be good if it was the second last episode. I'd like. To, I think you should always podcast. I always podcast like it's my penultimate episode. Podcast so like always, nobody's looking, you know, like nobody's mm, watching. I. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, now that's the that's the new accordion to your T-shirt, as far as I'm concerned. Podcast <laughs> like nobody's watching is. That might be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> That's incredible. That's uh, incredible. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, Alistair, but that's... Well, it was whatever was a, you were saying. There was a hole in my just, brain that, that has a... fitted into perfectly. <laughs> it, it was whatever you were saying. I just took your idea that just fixed it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's weird that you say like that, you say that though, because I was thinking... Before just before we started, I was turning off a lot of lights in the room, yeah. so there was only one light on. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should turn off all the lights. Maybe I should podcast in the dark. Yes. And then I was thinking, what would it be like to go down one of those really deep holes in the ground, like an old mine shaft? Yeah. And podca- you and your podcast buddy <gasps> go down there, yeah, with lapel mics on or whatever. Okay. And then you po- you do the podcast there. You're in the space together, yeah. but you can't see e- each other or anything at all. I think that that would be and a transcendent experience. I think that could be what brings us closer, Alistair, as, as as people. Yeah, I think I think location podcasting is a it should be a very big thing. I think if we <laughs> if we started shifting this into a very location heavy podcast. Mm. It's a destination podcast. Destination. That's the where I was. That's what I was trying to say when I was saying location. You heard what I said, mm. and I fixed it, Andy. This is why this partnership works, especially for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a slight burden on you, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. 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 I was genuinely like. I think I think that really would be a, a remarkable experience to be there in in the total darkness. Mine shafts. You know, trying churches, to come up with sketch ideas. Also, deep, deep know, in the woods. Imagine well, podcasting completely lost. Absolutely have no idea where you are. Oh. Oh. 
I think Fantastic. that's it. Would be. I so mean, that's <laughs> podcasting it's a, it's on a, the it's sea. <laughs> podcasting, you know, on all, on all seven mm. seas, on all uh, five peaks. Mm. Kilimanjaro, uh, the others. <laughs> <laughs> I only know Kilimanjaro. All five. All five. Is there like some category? Is there is is there a big five in in peaks? Well, I think it's the it's the, the, the it's the highest in every continent. Mm. So it's right. um, it's Kilimanjaro, it's that yes. one in Antarctica, it's yes, it's that one, Mount it's that one near the, near the, India. The one in, in Antarctica, has got a real boring name, yeah, like a Mount like um, Vesuvius you know, Mount McRobertson or something like that. McRobertson. Andy, yeah. maybe you just think that, like, I mean, McRobertson sounds like the most Andy Matthews name I've ever heard. <laughs> I I forced a bot to read both of Andy Matthews's names and then come up with a new one. And <laughs> <laughs> both of Andy Matthews's names. <laughs> I've, I forced a bot to read Andy Matthews's name thousands <laughs> of times. <laughs> And offer, and come up with a name that would offer some relief, yet seem a little bit similar. Um, what would, what? Why would you be doing that? Why would you be forcing a bot to read the same thing over and over and over again? Well, I have to you do know, it. Like <laughs> reading your own name. Don't you think I'm reading your name every single time? I I have to remember what your name is. Uh, I don't know. Isn't that? Yes. Isn't that I'm really what being sorry your that you feel is? like you're forced to do that. <laughs> that you're forced to. No, it's. I mean, I didn't feel forced until now, but then I realized that that's what, that's what you know, the boundaries of this relationship entails. Yeah, that's what knowing someone is yeah. being forced to remember them. Well, that's right because if having them in Andy, your life, if I start forgetting your name, you're gonna get upset. Hmm. Even if it's joke upset, I know there's going to be some truth in it. Here's it. I've got an experiment for everybody to do tomorrow. Right. Get a beaker. When you when you when you brush your teeth tomorrow, when you look at yourself in the mirror, I want you to say, "You again," <laughs> in <laughs> in your most sort of disappointed voice. <laughs> To the toothbrush or to you yourself in the mirror? To you, okay. to you in the mirror. Uh, were you having more fun imagining it to the toothbrush? No, no, no. It, it actually really works for me in the mirror. Yeah, great. Um, and uh, see how that feeds into the rest of your day. You know, you know, my version of it that I've just thought of now is we meet again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really nice as well. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well. If it isn't my old sparring partner, you know that's the person you go in a spa with. Um, that's uh, back. Is that sort of? Um, I was about to say bacteria. <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't uh, my old sparring partner, <laughs> um, Legionnaire's disease. I've been sleeping enough, and somehow I think that that's been leading to my nose being blocked. Look, I mean, 
the feedback cycles that contribute to the status of your the state of your sinuses, Alistair, I can't can't begin to to comprehend. I, think I realized years ago. It seems to respond. To... I think it's it's a, your sinuses are a, a you you must have got a spare set from a different dimension that are attuned <laughs> to completely different. Stimulus. You you were like milk, milk, and milk, and not sleeping milk, enough. Milk doesn't <laughs> do got... it so much anymore, but now not, not sleeping anymore. enough. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. but right. but now it's not sleeping. It's like as soon as I'm not taking care of myself, it's like I'm just in a constant mm. state of sickness. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean that's what probably what the definition of uh, being unhealthy is. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> it's like I'm sick. It's like I don't have all the <laughs> vitamins that I need and the rest and things. It's like it's like my health is in some declines. way in decline. When my health declines, I notice I become sick, and I'm starting to think there could be a connection. We don't have a single idea, and we've we've been talking for. Fifty-two Alistair, minutes. I've been having, this is some of the some of the best conversation I've ever had in my life. Yeah, no, that, absolutely. I'm, I'm so happy. I mean, Alistair. I wouldn't have thought, Alistair, that after yes a period of time in which I've been talking to you on the phone more constantly, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, just collaboratively working, yeah. that I have with anybody. About anything. I wouldn't have thought there'd be anything left. No, no, no. And yet here we are. If anything, there's more. Oh. I have literally we're finally been getting somewhere. in a bedroom with a child who has just been going, no, daddy, leave. No, daddy, leave. And then mm. as soon as I leave, he runs to the door and goes, no! Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> no! Like that, and so then I have to come back in, and I go, "Oh, Huxley, get back into bed right now," and you know, and then you don't. Now we're, we've got all these people in CIA black sites, right? Yeah. Being subjected to sleep deprivation yeah. torture. As long as they're not sleeping anyway, yes. it feels crazy that they're not that that we can't also get them to put our children to bed. You're right. right? So you think we should get prisoners who are not. Who are being forced to not I sleep mean. to put our everybody else's children to bed? At least the CIA torturers to bed. At least, at least them, or at least the CIA torturers' babies. So, <laughs> do you think the torture? Are there any? Do you think the torturers at any point would be worried about the well-being of their own babies being in the hands yeah, of the people sure. that they torture? Sure, but at a certain point. I mean, you you make compromises, don't you? Of course. You know, you don't want your kids to look at the iPad, but sometimes you just need that time, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want the victims of your CIA torture to supervise your infant (laughs) children. (laughs) But sometimes your country needs you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or you want a break. Yeah. And those are both, you know... Higher callings, as far as I'm concerned. All right, getting people. I can't believe that of all the things we've said, this is the one that we're writing. Well, I don't remember anything else that we said. Well, indeed, indeed. My idea about going down into very deep in the earth, the podcast. I mean, if. (laughs) But, Andy, that's a great idea for podcasting. Is it a sketch idea? But it. Well, I mean, let's, let's, let's look at it in more, more detail. Um, the. 
what what else do you do deep down in mine shafts? Well, you experiment. You 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 take you you try and detect um, uh, a neutrinos, neutrinos passing through yes. the earth. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we should get the people that we're torturing to to detect neutrinos. <laughs> I mean, if we're burying them alive anyway. Yes. Well, they should at least, we should get them to yell out if they detect a neutrino. <laughs> exactly. We should bury them you know what I bet? 1.2 kilometres inside the Earth's crust. You know what I bet? I bet you. You know when you close your eyes and you see static? Mm. Uh, I'm doing it right now. Close your eyes. And I'm seeing, I guess I am seeing, I guess it's static. I mean, I'm, yeah, there's sort of stuff. Yeah, there's this stuff going on. You know what I bet? I bet you some of that is neutrinos. Mm. Like how? How could none of it be neutrinos? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me none of this is neutrinos. I mean, if 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 our eyes are detecting photons, mm. some of it's got to be. And you see more static the darker it is when there's less light, which means you're probably more likely. To be seeing neutrinos because is you that know, true? Is that true? You see more static the darker it is. Well, because during less light. because when you're you're not when it's not dark, you're not seeing the st- static because you're just seeing the shit, the stuff that's around. I'm, try- I'm trying to um, I'm trying to connect with what you're telling me. So I've put my hand over my eyes now as well yeah. as closing them. Have you never closed your and eyes, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> It's all just <laughs> static and patterns and things like that. Yeah, right? but when I when I close my eyes, I'm not paying attention. Why you know? not? I'm like, how my do you eyes close? How do you close the eyes after you've closed your eyes? <laughs> there's no any. <laughs> there's no internal eyelid. <laughs> but there's but there's but there's the choice to observe, you know, and and I think I have a sort of an understanding. Which is that, like, when I close my eyes, like, that's it. There's nothing to yeah, see Yeah, but here. where do you look? Where do you put your focus? <laughs> I just, do I you just, have, I like, a focus bin? Myself? <laughs> like a, a true, like, like a, you know, like a sensory deprivation tank that you can... Maybe that's what the... Uh, maybe, <laughs> that's, maybe that's what the appendix was for or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's a place where you can put your focus that does nothing. For once, that doesn't mm. sense anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look within. No, because I... It's in the appendix. Andy, I mean, I'm not able to stop sensing. Yeah, I, I mean... That's I why think you maybe can fall asleep so fast. You've got some weird thing. I think it is. Thing. <laughs> I think it is. You've got some weird thing. What is this bin that you put your attention into? I guess I turn off my brain. No, but... <laughs> are you able to brain blink? I think Conscious, <laughs> consciousness blink. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well I, when I close my eyes, I see nothing. No, that's when the fireworks begin. <laughs> I think you. I think this is. Was did did they discuss this at all when you had your recent test for ADHD? I haven't had a test, Andy. I can't fucking get somebody oh. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, can I do it? <laughs> you <Yeah>. have ADHD. <laughs> if you're closing your eyes and overwhelmed by the stimulus of all the things that you're seeing. That's it. That's what it is. That's what it is. 
Friday. Come on. <laughs> I've recently had a thing at like in the middle of the night where I've just started noticing like you know like when you wake up and you get up to get do a piss or something like that. And you're like, you're mostly just kind of your eyes are closed and you're pissing or whatever like that. I sit down to piss, especially mm. at night now. And then it's just like, mm. and then you're like, okay, and then you just get back into bed and you just fall asleep, correct? Because you've never allowed yourself to get out of that sleep state, right? Mm. But now when yep. I get up, for some reason in the last couple of months, I get up and I go, uh-oh, I'm allowing myself to feel too much. <laughs> Like and this is the thought mm. that I'm having, and it's really it's that thought that is the th- that is what is keeping me up, and I go, God, yeah. this is not this is thinking. Oh, I'm thinking right yeah. now. This is this is the worst. <laughs> and as soon as you let let go of that little buzz of sleep or whatever it is, it does feel like it's like a, yeah. just a weird vibration. It's almost like a it's like a fuzzy cord that you just got to hold on to. <laughs> yes, the fuzzy yes. cord of You're sleep. You're absolutely right. You. You're 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 coming into the waking world, yeah. but you're you've got this um, bungee cord yeah. around your waist, and you, Alistair, you're looking at that bungee cord, and you can see it start to fray. That's right, yeah, and, I'm and you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to bounce back. I know into the because looking at it is world. is what causes it to disappear. Being aware, be of honest, it. Alistair. Yeah. In the last few months, when you've been getting up at night, yeah. And feeling yourself starting to wake up, have you also had a cheeky look at Twitter? Just, a, just no, a quick, no, a, it's a not quick even that. Cheeky scroll, Andy. Andy, I wouldn't dare. I I wouldn't mm. dare think that you could look because that is that is like taking a nail file or even a a, a pruning saw to that bungee cord. I, Andy, I wouldn't dare think that you could look at your phone and get away with still being asleep. <laughs> No, no, no. Do you do you sometimes do that? But then, I can. Yeah, I know because you can fucking yeah. close your eyes and then nothing. You experience <laughs> nothing, as if like you could shut down everything. I, that doesn't make sense. How do you make your heels not be I mean, so dry? Us, surely, 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 one of the two of us. One of I've got very wet feet. Yeah. Everything about my feet. Well, is, I I've sleep got with too my, much moisture I in s- my feet. I sleep with my feet in a bucket of slime. <laughs> we have we talked about that? Have we talked about that as a new I'm thing? I'm not writing anything be down, good. so you better that we better be talk big. about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little, little, little one foot out of the bed. Just in a bucket of slime. If anybody wants to see my cracked heel, <laughs> please join the Discord. There is a photo on there somewhere. Yeah, that's healing now, though. It's healing. It is. What are you doing? Are you doing anything differently? Are you using an ointment, a balm? No, I refuse. It's nothing. <laughs> you, you and it's working. You do not negotiate with. Um, Skin conditions. No, it's uh, and then I'm just waiting. For, I'm just I just drink a glass of water occasionally to make it better. <laughs> All right, body, you can have some water, but only because my heels are cracking like a parched desert. Yeah. I mean that you know that'd be good. You know you if you if you, it seems crazy, right? That I've got to put water in my whole body when it's just my heels that That's are dry. Right. Put a mouth on your heel. Mm. You know, it's like that thing with like when you work in a kitchen and like you're like, oh, the tips go to go to the 
you know, like the you think the tips just go to the wait staff or whatever, and then they go to the kitchen yeah, as well. Yeah. You go, I'm not tipping the yeah. kitchen. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing back there. I don't, you know, is I don't want the uh, the dish pig to get this. Yeah, I mean, if he wants this tip, like this. he can come out here and yeah. flirt with me himself. You know, it should you know? just be one mouth. There should be a mouth for each bit that you want to hydrate. When there you go. <laughs> I mean that's what that's what they do on a tractor, you know. They have grease nozzles, little grease nipple exactly, things. Exactly, they do. It's a for grease each individual moving part. That's right. Well, and you pump them up with your grease gun. A grease, wait, a mouth for every bit. <laughs> Andy, I, I don't. It's not that I'm. I think. De- no, I mean it's good. It's decentralized mouth. You know, we're breaking the mouth's monopoly. That's right. Once we put the. Once we put the water into the mouth like that, we know that the there's we know how these things work, right? There's there's going to be crony capitalism going on and, in there. And you I'm know sure what? that the mouth and the esophagus and the the digestive system they're sending the water to their favourite bits of the body. Yes, there's a reason that he, your heels are dry. I'm peeing out so much. I don't think that I'm even, it's even doing the job of retaining any liquid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's just it's just it's like the kid um who's got that um uh r- route delivering uh you know catalogs or whatever just dumping them down a bank next to the river. Your body has got a specific job which is to process that water and get that to all the bits and it's just pissing it straight yeah. out acting like it's done its job. It's not. There's no there's no due diligence, you know. You know, I'm really worried about the due diligence of my body. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I think. Do you think I need yeah. to like have like hydrolyte all the time? Just constant hydrolyte. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You think I should buy their Possibly. product? Maybe we should start advertising it on here. I think. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard any podcasts doing hydrolyte. You know what? It's I think. Good because it's not technically a medical product, I don't think. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like a, it's it's borderline medicine. Because you know, it's like it's um, not good enough to be an actual drink. No, it's not enjoyable enough <laughs> to like make it in the shops. Yeah, but as far as you know, but it can survive in the in the pharmacy world. That's right. As well, a medicine, it's a, it's it's delicious. But you know, that's the as thing. As a drink, that, there's not that much competition in the in the pharmacy for drinks. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a uh, very, um, hang on, very uh, wet fish in a dry pond. No, that's not that's, it. I mean, when I was in Taiwan, I remember Chien, my, my ex-girlfriend, saying, like, she's like, there was a drink that you could get from the, um, from, like, the vending machine. And she was like, oh, this drink is supposed to mimic, like, the, type of liquid that's in your body and I was like alright you sold me on it because <laughs> you know like then the body doesn't have to do anything it's kind of it's already like kind of murk mm. it's already murky yeah you know so you drink it and the body's like oh this is already body fluid yeah it's like it's like going in there in disguise and it's just let's it's like going in in a high vis vest into oh. a construction site or something yeah. it's just waved straight through into the well, into the circulatory you know, system. Well, yeah, or like if you, you know, if you were making pies, and instead of mm. buying like meat, pastry, onions, and stuff like that, 
something came out and it was already like in a sort of pastry cup and it was already kind of oozy and meaty. <laughs> and you only had to slap a lid on it. <laughs> uh, like like if you could I... if you could grow an animal that did that, that produced yeah. that kind of thing, like a pastry. Oh, that's incredible, isn't it? You know? Imagine that I mean... if like if instead of a ca- like a cow just had like a bunch of things underneath it instead of like it producing milk it just <coughs> produced you just sl- sl- like sliced these off and they were just essentially pie bases filled with oozy meat <laughs> I, mean, I mean sort of like I'm, uh, this is breaking my brain a little yeah. bit Alistair because I mean I'm picturing you there in in your pie factory realising that it's possible to just buy pies Right, and 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 you're like, oh, that's so good. This is gonna this is gonna save us a lot of time. <laughs> Did you know? Well, you don't have to make these things. You can just get them. They already make pies. They already make pies. Why are we doing this? They already make them. There are already places that do this. I mean, I... you can get them from the shop. Andy, you're probably describing like what most factories end up doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, purchasing things from China, right? And they just become a marketing thing. Yeah. What about that? What about a multi-level marketing scheme? But it's just it's a, what they do is they sell you pies, pie bases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that have already got mushy, meaty stuff in them, and then they sell you pie lids as well. Yeah, and then. You just put the lids on the pies, and then you try and sell the pies. It's like a DIY <laughs> pie factory. DIY pie factory, exactly. And really, you know, you feel like you're home making them because you're just putting the lids on. But and you've got all these pies stacked up. You've got all these fr- freezers in your in your garage. You've got all these pies you've got to get rid of. And every time you go anywhere or you talk to anybody, you start talking about pies. Well, it's a way that you this could is nothing, is it, Andy? Andy, it's a way that you could pitch it to like people who love knitting and sewing. Mm. Right. Oh, pie craft. Yeah, pie craft. But you just sell it as you just say, "Oh, this is." I mean, if you just add advertise in knitting magazines, mm. right? Crafting mm. magazines like this, and you just sell them pie bases. Filled with mm. pie mush. Yeah, it could be a real craze. I mean, and then you I let guess, them you let them like sew with like a with like a you know like a what's it called like bacon like thread. Bacon thread could be a bacon thread. I just think it it could it could just be like what it could be just puff pastry thread. Mm. You know. Yeah. So they just sew the lid on. They just sew the lid on, or they can you know they can egg wash it. I wonder if it needs to be more absurd yeah, than, yeah, maybe you're um, right. than a pie. Yeah. You know? Um. I'm trying to think. Um I mean <laughs> is if and and what if what if in, you know how like uh little kids like you know girls who are like 6 7 something like that they get marketed a lot of stuff where it's like you can get these little gems and you can like use water to stick them together and make a bracelet or something like that, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what if it was that, right? But they're making little sort of stroganoff little parcels or something. Something super adult. Um, <laughs> super adult, exactly. But like, like just a very 
you know, it's like a stew or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a um, very. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, um, no, I think you're right. It's a stew. It's a, it's a salmon with steamed vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's being advertised to kids but in that same really pepped up way yeah. and then the kids are pestering their parents to let them get this boring meals but advertised to children yeah, like, but advertised to children during mm. like cartoons and stuff and then they make cartoons mm. based on on these things where On like the meals to where the meals, meals battle yeah. each other, people battle their <laughs> their boring meals at each other. Oh, so when the, when the so yeah, there's characters in the in the show who put the meals like who they have to assemble the meals before the meal battle. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> like you go, oh. like you know and instead of got to catch them all got to get all the different pokemon you're trying to get together all the ingredients all that the you ingredients. need you got to get all to the to make this meal oh no there's not wholesome enough <laughs> i wasn't able to beat yours yeah. because mine wasn't whole oh, this is like i don't want it to sound too much like a good message i want it to be boring yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, and uh, uncultured. I don't know how. Mm, oh no, but I, to- I. It wasn't common enough. Yeah, but you, well, like once you say those things, you're almost making mm, too much of a, a a comment about it. Like you're stepping outside of it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, is the way that you battle. You battle the meals is that you put them in front of a 50-year-old divorced man and whichever one he chooses to eat, that's the one that wins the battle? Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of these, so many of these shows that were just built around making a product and then advertising it to kids. Things like your Digimon. No, no, not Digimon. Sorry. I'm thinking of like... The the ones where it's a Transformers, obviously. Transformers, you know. but like the ones that are on right now on channel nine in the mornings, which are um the Bakugan and mm. the card game that is Oh no yeah, no 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 not Bakugan. No the the one where you spin a thing. Spinning game cartoon, right? It's what's it called? Wow. It's called. It's essentially just a top, but they battle battling tops. Wow. Um, fuck, I forget the right name on. right now. I we have a ton here. Battling tops. Um, it's just like building a game around two people spinning a thing or l- launching a thing and then going, "Oh my god, you're somehow beating me!" As people just yelling a lot. Mm. Um, 
and that's all you need to go. Yeah. My gay brave god chicken will not be defeated by yours. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be that. Yeah, that's really good. You know, it's like sausages and steamed vegetables will never lose. Mm. Yeah, dull, dull meals. Yeah, dull, dull meal men. Dull, and you know, yeah, and then trying. What are you trying to do? Maybe you're trying to, um, you're trying to fill up a hungry man the fastest. Yeah, sure. Maybe you've got two hungry men. Yeah, um, trying to. Feed. I just, I picture, I just picture fa- a fa- like a ham- a family that doesn't communicate, eating mm. it and just getting through it. <laughs> Meatloaf. Yep. Um, 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 we used to have a thing that mum... We What was it called? It was like some weird kind of chicken thing. Chicken. Man, it was so awful. <laughs> if you're listening... Did I think the chicken... I think the chicken had like wine and stuff on the outside oh. of it, like... Oh, like a like a veil cock or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was like it was it was very it was always very dry and sticky. I think that's how and it's intended. Cockle cockle vein. The grill. The grill. Well, co- could have been that. Cockle vein is a well-known French chicken stew where pieces of meat are braised in luscious, glossy red wine sauce with bacon. There was no bacon. I'll have to ask. Well, you're a that. vegetarian. We, That's we, probably we why there was no bacon. She might have adapted chicken. it. <laughs> mm, she adapted yeah. it because you're a veggie. So he did, took out the That's bacon. Right. We took the bacon out. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Great. Um, what about rap? Did you hear this thing about hairs? I heard a primary school kid say this about hairs that I didn't know. That hairs are related to deer. Now, but but rabbits aren't. Is that the? G- yeah, I think the idea is that they look like that they look like rabbits, but they're actually closer to deer. Yeah, no, that's not true. No, that's not gonna be. That's not gonna be true. No, <laughs> that's definitely hares and jackrabbits. Hares, and mammals belonging to hares. the lepus. Lepus or lepus rabbits. Yeah, la- lapis. Yeah, lapis. Is that what you're, you're right? Yeah, they nest in slight depressions called forms, and their young are able to defend them uh, to fend for themselves shortly after birth. Um, the genus include the largest lagomorphs. Most are fast runners. Fred, isn't French for French for um, rabbit is lapin? Lapin, but this L-A-P-I-N? is L E P U S. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, look, Andy, I don't know. I don't, I'm basing this off of what a child said. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's... I'm really sorry to this child, but I think ra- uh, hares are more closely related to rabbits oh, no. than they are... Leporidae. To... Leporidae is the family of rabbits and hares. God damn it. I got fooled by a child. <laughs> <sighs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, while we're they recording, they really had you going. <laughs> I mean, maybe they, maybe they. Um, what's that jackalope thing? Jackrabbits. You know the jackalope? No, jackalope. I think jackalopes are jackalope. not real. Yeah, well, that's the thing, J- indeed. But maybe 
the kid was confused by that. No, wait, jackrabbits. That is kind of like I a, think hares and jackrabbits may be the same thing, and then maybe people think the jackalope is a is like a real thing. Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting. Yes, oh. that this kid w- somehow thought jackalope sounds like antelope, antelope type of deer. The, I don't know. No, Andy. Now that this has happened, what do you think I need to do to this kid to re- rectify this? <laughs> Um, I think you need to um, come to next time you see this kid, like next time you're dropping off at school or whatever, where you interact do with you this kid, you need to come really yeah. bloodied and beaten you know, up. You know what right? I think, Andy? Do, Broken arm. Do you think arm, I need to ask my like kid to tell to tell this? Ask my kid to tell this kid to stop bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to act like you've really been worked over, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. And you tell this kid, you say, "Look, I I got in a fight with some really." tough guys, really mean guys, but who were saying that hares aren't related to um, deer. deer, but I I stuck up, stood up for myself, and just like we talked about, I told them what I think. Anyway, they, they really worked me over, um, but I told them to come and talk to you, and you'd explain it all. Something like that. So really put, you know, put really the make fear him fear him. for his life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's that actually makes me feel that would make me seem less pathetic. <laughs> I well, I mean, if you've been beaten up. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think that's but great. I think that would terms. really give me the upper hand there. You know, being so weak mm. and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's it's great. It's like it's great finding a way to the top pushover. through the bottom. Mm. It's like escaping out of prison. I, a, a pushover and a pullover are really very different things, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what would a uh, item of clothing called a pushover? What would that be like? Let's see. I mean, it's I guess something that, that, that would, you maybe that would be a hat. No, but you never. I mean, even then, I guess you do. Yeah, it's a pl- that's more of a placeover. But yeah, a, you're a, right. a pushover, you know, in terms of clothing, is really something it, that involves another person that you put onto them. Maybe it's a condom. <laughs> I would consider that a rollover. A rollover, okay. Yeah. Uh, a pushover, a pullover, a pushover. What would a pushover? A pushover. Be? Uh, let's see. Maybe a dog's a, co- a dog's coat. Or uh, forcing a child oh, into a shoe, a sleeping bag. You know, a sleeping, sleeping bag, bag that you like you put on a person upside down. There you go. That'll do. You know, like a person <laughs> you're trying to trap in a sleeping bag. Mm, yeah, I do know about that. Now, I haven't pretended to. I haven't pretended to be a caterpillar in a sleeping bag for such a long time. Yeah. And that's a you know and that's a, that's a sad state of affairs. I think about it. I think about how if you were really trying to kidnap somebody, you could just. Put a sleeping bag over their head forcefully, mm. and then tie mm. up the bottom and tie that. Use that little tie thing. Put it over like a, like a, uh, like a what's the a tow bar, and then drive away mm. with your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, and 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 what would people think who saw you driving past? Well, probably nothing. I assume you do it not. <laughs> Where nobody can see the things uh, you get up to. 
Yes, sorry, this of course, classic. I mean, I'm not sure that they designed those um, those little tabs that tighten the hood of the sleeping bag to be load bearing in yeah, that way. Look, I'm not sure I'm that not they. Sure I'm not sure if they rated for towing. <laughs> I'm not sure if they deal with uh, with the make make the sleeping bag out of stuff that is all that good at being dragged along sort of uh, pavement yeah, that's either. True. That well, so that's why when you go into Kathmandu or whatever your Patagonia, whatever your favourite hiking store is, yeah, you when you're when you're asking about the uh, sleeping bags, you've got to make sure you wink at the uh, the sales attendant, yeah. and then they'll show you the real sleeping bags. They'll know what you're actually trying to achieve. There's a there's a there's a there's an understanding. Nope. House and uh, <laughs> and this little nope, ripcord nope. here. Well, my beloved has come into the room. And she is not wearing any footwear, and both of her feet have a dot on the top of it. What the fuck? And she's just written me a note. She wanted to communicate with me in some non-verbal way. A note that says, am I Jesus? Because <laughs> there's a, a sort of like, I guess, a visible sort of light irritation on top of her foot that looks like it could be stigmata. <laughs> Could be stigmata. Were you wearing shoes? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, You've got some very light. Could you say, Am I Jesus? Into the, into the mic? Am I Jesus? Yeah, so, you know, that's a question for, I guess, the followers. We could put a photo of that on. on uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's really interesting. That's. You've got. Um, just skin, just dermal stigmata, just the top layer. Yeah, dermal You've got a stigmata. Very light case of the Jesus. Yeah, light Jesus. Could be treated with a cream. Yeah, so yeah, maybe, maybe if Jesus sort of was able to like, if he had access to, um, to uh, excellent human being. Excellent human. No, I was gonna say, what's that? What's that cream that we had used to have in the big bottle? Johnson's pawpaw ointment. You know, maybe maybe pawpaw. Oh, what's that other one? Tiger Balm. No, that wasn't. Remember Tiger Balm? wasn't Tiger Balm. Oh, wait. I know. No, I know. But that that could be the solution. I think you probably just were wearing shoes. <laughs> were you wearing shoes? No. I do often. I don't go to friends that much. This is really derailing everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you soon. Oh, I had something there while we right. were talking. About, Sorbeline was the um, word I was thinking. Sorbeline. If G- we used to have a bucket of sorbeline. Uh, here's my question to you, Alistair. The Stig in um, in Top Gear, yeah. is Stig short for Stigmata? Well, it must be. What else would it, it be? Sh- How be. many other words start with Stig? <laughs> now, we never see the Stig's face. Um, well, yeah, especially not now. It could very well be because, because he's, um, yeah, no, especially not now. Um, because he is Jesus Christ, perhaps. Do you know who it was? That's where he got his nickname. No, who was it? 
It was Schumacher. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Schumacher. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they did that as a joke one time or something, but surely, like, they would have revealed that as a joke. Really? In one episode, but it wouldn't have been Schumacher. You don't think for so? The duration of the show. No, I don't think so. No? Oh. I don't know. I mean, I, I Alistair, I mean, this, this feels like a, like, I mean, we're way behind whatever eight ball there was and <laughs> talking about Top Gear and speculating <laughs> about the identity of the fucking Stig, which, you know, is something for 17-year-olds to talk about in 2008. But... <laughs> oh, no. I'm neither but 17 now I'm Googling nor in 2008. Who is the Stig? <laughs> it would have been... Cha- you know, it would have been... Um, Just some per- different person every time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. F- Andy, you've been a person who's had opportunities doing stuff that, I don't know, like doing stuff that might seem like it's not worth your time is actually where a lot of fun stuff is. Mm. So you're thinking it probably was Michael Schumacher. Yeah. I just thought, like, you know, maybe they... I mean, look, I don't, I don't know about the scientific rigor of Top Gear. Mm. I, I would have assumed that if they were doing it, uh, you know, having one guy test every car and sort of yeah. ranking it, they would have needed it to... It should be... Should be the same guy. <laughs> yeah, and should be the best uh, car driver in the world at the time. Exactly. It makes sense, of course. Um I think we should start a podcast. This is I think this is so perfect. And we could do it in we we'll start in an weird, investigative podcast weird locations where we try episode. and work out the identity of the Stig. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we announce it with great it's all about these investigative podcasts these days. That's all people care about, a good investigation. We could finally try and get to the bottom of it. I think that's also what a lot of people like in in uh, in sort of like journalism as well. Mm. It's all well, like a cold case. Oh yes, the cold case of of uh, of the Stig, especially if Schumacher's was the guy was the guy because he was skiing. <laughs> so it'd be a very cold case. <laughs> Can we write down who is the Stig as a sketch idea? All right, who is the Stig podcast? Yes, great. So it's because we're not making any progress. Is that why you're telling me to write this down? Well, I mean, something, you know, it's a, it's a, um, it's an eye bolt in the um, face of the eiger that we are trying to climb. What is an eiger? The eiger is a, is a big mountain somewhere in Europe. One of the I big believe. five? Could be one of the big five. Eiger. Do they have, you know, they've got the big Who five knows? or whatever, big seven or whatever it is with the, mm. do they have the big seven holes or big five holes? Wow. You know, like the trudge the down to the, to the deepest holes. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've, you know, you wouldn't say you've summited them, would you? No. You'd say 
what what would you say? I've, I've tumbled um, down them. <laughs> I've pl- plugged. I've um, plummeted. I've gouged. I've um, I've I've sort of stumbled into. I've managed yeah. to stumble into the the five lowest peaks <laughs> troughs. <laughs> I've scoffed from the lowest troughs of each continent. They call him the Sir Edmund Hillary of holes. <laughs> I love that. The Sir Edmund Hillary of holes. Mm. Of holes in the ground. I think, you know, that could be a sketch idea. That's probably, probably even a better sketch idea than the Stig podcast. <laughs> Andy, I don't think this has been a very productive episode, but I think I've been having a lot of fun still. I've been having a great time, Alistair. Andy, that brings us to um, five sketch ideas. Do you want us, me to go to three words from a... Christ, from I think I speak for all the listeners when I say, thank fuck. All right, well, Jesus, this is such conflicting information coming from you. Um, we got three words from a listener. This is from Jared Schaefer, or Schaefer. And he's got three words. I'm pretty sure we haven't done them. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Jared. And thank you, Schaefer. Schaefer. J-Rad. J-Rad. J-Shaf. The J-Shaft. Um, uh. Andy, do you want to try and guess what one of these, the first of these three words is? Um, yeah, okay, the first word is yesteryear. No, it's uncontrollable. <laughs> okay, uncontrollable. Um, I'm sorry to say the second word is diarrhea. No, Andy, that's silly. It's growth. Uncontrollable growth. I mean, I guess if it was controllable, maybe it wouldn't be diarrhea. Um, it's part of... The definition of diarrhea, that it's... Yeah. Uncontrollable diarrhea. Like, mm. I guess sometimes you can choose to release it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get, you, you've get got you've got a bit of you power. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You don't have no power. Mm. Um, okay. Uncontrollable growth. Um, uh, legume. Collapse. Uncontrollable growth collapse. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting. So like uncontrollable I mean, growth. So it's like you've you've been stuck in uncontrollable growth. Um Yeah. Like Or it feels like a you know, a bit of an economic concept. Yeah, but but right? think about it if it was happening to like your belly. Mm. <laughs> and it's just inflate <laughs> And you go supernova. It's inflating super fast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like that. And then it goes. Where's that coming out? Uh, it's just through holes in the in the gut. In the in the in, be, the, in the belly in the belly skin. Like stuff is juices coming out and like fat and things like that. There are no um Are there any fetishes that involve um Pumping air into the stomach. Oh, I don't know if it's into the stomach. There's people wear people wear like rubber suits and inflate those. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but 
but I'm talking about getting that belly real tight like a drum. Oh. You know, pump, inflating it like a balloon. Like what's the opposite right, of like taking degas tablets? <laughs> exactly. Gas tablets. Yeah, that'd be it. Um, and uh, I guess you know what would that what would be nice about that? Well, it would be so roomy in there, right? I suppose the food could slosh around really easily. I mean, if you're sick of feeling um, full. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think you might still feel full. Although I'm not sure. That's a great question. Would you feel full if your air was full of if your tummy was full of air? Yeah, because I mean it would be you'd inflated. Feel, you'd feel very tight, but, but maybe the food would be like well. you know, yeah. Um, it's an intriguing idea. Yeah. Um, could be a new restaurant where they pump you up like that. Well, I did see an episode of a show where they would like, they would pump air into their butts so that they could fart more. Okay, what what show were you watching, Alistair? It was Q and A. It was a Canadian thing. It was two guys. Seven thirty report. <laughs> it was what's that Canadian show? Where oh, such. Two people versus each yeah. other. And they were pumping air into their butts. Wow. I mean, that's... Yeah, it was like... No, it wasn't corner gas. Although that sounds like what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny versus Spenny, probably? Is that yeah, what it was? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I think... I mean, there were rumours at school about kids who pumped... Um, use bike pumps to pump up their butts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was Kenny versus Spenny. Yep, must have been that. Why would it be anything uh, but Kenny Hots? <gasps> Is Kenny Hots related to Jeremy Hots? Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's a, that's going to be our next investigation podcast oh. after we finish yeah. the stick one. We're going to try to find out if they're related. Oh, that's going to be good, actually. <laughs> That's exactly what we need, a second ep- a second season. Because people often don't buy it if you don't have a second season already written, or at least... Exactly, you've got to, got to have something lined up. I was thinking it would be great to do it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop Who's it. responsible? For, what about a third season? Who's responsible for the Holocaust? <laughs> That's, what an arc that would be. Oh, sorry about the dog barking. No, I like it. I mean, what I think that this episode needs is more of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Wait, wait. Have we, we haven't come up with an idea for this yet, have we? We just... Oh, we absolutely have not. Yeah, yeah, yet. okay. Yeah. So look, okay, because we've said our bellies get really big and then they go... <laughs> that's, not, that's not an idea yet. Um, uh, what, what was the what were the words again? Uncontrollable growth uncontrollable collapse. Uncontrollable growth collapse. I mean, but to talk about the economy and the fact that we are looking for a new model for the economy that doesn't rely on constant growth, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I think that's our problem. Yeah. Is that this growth idea is crazy and it what it is is because I think what really drives that is this idea that the people at the the top need to keep making more and more money. They need more. We keep giving more and more to the to the one percent, and so we need the constant growth so that there's just anything left over for everybody else. 
but sure. you know it's it's not it's not um it's not actually helping people so uh we need a new model what is going to be the way in which we you know measure the success of our economy um if it's not uh economic gdp what if there's like a way of like you know like people talk about eating the rich right Mm. and that's often seen as a bad thing because it would involve killing them Mm. but what if the rich agree to give us part of themselves at the rate of inflation per year. It's interesting. So, yeah, we get to eat 8% of the 1%. percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, this year, that's because that's inflation is at 8% this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really And they'll have growth that will bring some of that, that 8% back anyway over the next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we just eating their fat or are we... What they get to choose. Eating their they get to choose. That's great. That's um, good because it's a free economy. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll, we'll let the market they'll, decide. They'll have, they'll have probably accountants figuring out ways <laughs> of... Um, to evade. To evade, like, you know, I guess... Uh, Vital organs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, we just eat that. It's just like that's the way we're going to do it from now on because I think it almost doesn't make sense that all of us stop, have to like suffer with high interest rates. Well, when it's that old joke, isn't it? About the um, the, 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 the pig, you know, a pig that good you don't eat all at once. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The rich are always telling us that we need them because they create growth, yeah. right? And um, they drive the economy. They're job creators, all that kind of stuff. Well, sure, but you don't need all your arms and legs to do that, presumably, no. right? Like they're working in an office somewhere. They're very, you know, they're not doing manual labor, that kind of thing. They only need so, their head, know, really. A billionaire that good, you don't eat them all at once. You know the the rich that uh, someone that rich, you'd be crazy. Cause you know, think of all the jobs that they. Is create. that that weird thing where it's like, well, if if inequality is so crazy and like so much money is in the hands of the upper percentiles, does it make sense to up to increase the the borrowing rate on everybody when really you could just increase it on them? And have a much bigger impact. Increase it on them a ton, and then that will have a much better impact on every you know on the economy. Well, I I think isn't it isn't it because they don't actually spend that money, right? Maybe like they they must spend some of it. Hoard that money. They do, but proportionally, the amount that actually gets spent is is by the vast majority of people who are actually buying. Um, you know all the commodities and stuff that they need just to survive. And um, that's the thing that drives the prices more. Yeah, but I don't... The logic, at least. But I don't think they're putting their money in just cash. I don't think they're keeping... I think they're buying assets and stuff with it. So... I... Yeah, but I don't... But again, I don't think it's the purchase of assets that is driving up... You know, that, that drives inflation. You know, in your basket of goods... Yeah. Um, that 
determines the consumer price index and and the measurement of inflation. Yeah. The kinds of things that rich people are buying Whoop. Sorry. with their billions of dollars don't feature. Well, there's not. Um, you well, know. some of it is. I think some of it features because I think some of it is just them going. Oh, people are talking about inflation. Let's just put the price of our th- of our mini cucumbers up, and then there's going to be no consequences. Yes, but <laughs> uh, sure. But that's not that's not because of the rich spending money on mini cucumbers. I know, but fuck them as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not arguing with that, know. Alistair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but all, but I, but I reckon you know, I don't know some. I don't have a good argument for this right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. running out of steam. Look, but I think your your idea of just eating a bit of the rich is actually very good. And, you know, I think it's something that could be turned into a sketch. It could be turned into a piece of stand-up. It could turn into a, the fifth season of the podcast. Oh, my God. Um, Imagine that. Andy, the, I'm going to wrap... The, the Who is the Stig podcast. I'm going to wrap up this podcast. Do you think this podcast should turn into a Who is the Stig podcast? So that way we don't have to start again with listeners? Well, as I say, this is the penultimate episode. <laughs> so all will be revealed um, in episode 358. Great. Oh, so it's only a one episode series. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, great. Well, um, I'll take us through the sketch ideas for today. we got getting people... You're torturing to put to uh, put your children down to sleep. Um, mm. Then we've got a mouth for every bit of you that you want to hydrate. Then we've got boring meals advertised to children so they battle each other. That's not so. Th- it's not so that they battle each other. It's that we're advertising them to, ki- but kids are taking boring meals and battling them as a way. <laughs> I really want to work on this show. Me too. I actually find that to be the most exciting idea. And then there's Who is the mm. Stig podcast, which of course obviously to the think it will become soon. And then we've got the Sir Edmund Hillary of Holes in the Ground. I don't even, I like to think that it's not even like holes, holes. It's like just mostly open, big open areas, ravines and stuff. Oh yeah, of course. The deepest ravines. Yeah, valleys. And then, yep. eating a bi- and then eating a bit of the rich. That's the last idea. You ready to go, Andy? I uh, sure am, Alistair. Thank you for everyone for sitting through this. It's so cool the way you listen to the podcast. Oh my gosh. And you put up with our irregular release schedule and our incompetent recording behavior. And we appreciate that. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. He's at Alistair TB. <laughs> um, you can check um, out Alistair on that recent episode of Do Go On. You can hear me on a recent episode of Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. With oh, Cass my Page. goodness. That was uh, very fun. It was very, very fun. Um, and we love, we love you. you. Toodles. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.